Hello and welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB and with me as always is Aaron. This is Aaron. And Jared. Hello. And we just got finished watching Total Recall from 1990. This is directed by Paul Verhoeven. Does that name ring a bell to you guys? Not at all. Sounds Dutch. Is Dutch, Jared. And the reason that it should ring a bell is because he was, of course, the director of our last film, uh, Showgirls. Also the director of RoboCop and Basic Instinct. Oh. And Starship Troopers. I think those are his most well-known films. This movie came out in 1990, so this is five years before Showgirls. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sharon Stone, Michael Ironside, Ronnie Cox, and Alexia Robinson, who, if that name doesn't stand out, she was the receptionist at Total Recall, and uh, I loved her. So, yeah. Oh, I was going to pin her for the stripper. Oh, the one with the uh, the triple boobs? Yeah. No, the one with the triple eyeshadow palette happening. Oh, wait, I, the the dwarf? No, the like the girl, his boo thing. Oh, Melinda or Melina. Yeah. Yeah, yes. no. I had a problem with her in this movie. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But uh I, did, okay. I was not a I was not a fan. Uh, not necessarily of her acting. I just thought she looked uh, a little bit too much like uh, Carla from Cheers. I didn't think she was all that attractive. Oh, that is a burn <laughs> on Melina. Damn. <laughs> Getting off to a roaring start here, aren't we? That is a tough thing to hear about yourself. I apologize, Melina. Damn. I'm sure she's listening. Well, it could be worse. It could be the uh, woman who is listed, I believe, in the credits as Fat Woman, who is the woman who looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger at customs oh. and then explodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a huge bitch. That sucks. Like, you don't even get, she doesn't get any respect of even having a character name. She just gets called Fat Lady, which is bad enough because you were cast as the woman who looks a bit like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the face. <laughs> So I mean, she's she could also have been called linebacker lady. Linebacker. Cincinnati Bengal. You guys ever heard that expression? That was bad body, but a pretty face because they have a cool helmet. Oh, I thought it was. I think it was the opposite. Good uniform, bad helmet. Oh yeah, but awful Good record. Uniform, bad helmet. Okay. <laughs> and, and an awful record. Yes. Oh God! Every time I see Andy Dalton with a ball, I'm like, oh geez, for. I was always willing to look past the uh, the face for for the body, so it's all good. I was a Cincinnati Bengal fan, still am. Go uh, Bengals! Speaking of Tiger King, hey. Um, so this uh, movie is based on a short story by Philip K. Dick. The short story is called "We Can Remember It for You Wholesale." Uh, Philip K. Dick, also known for Blade Runner. Late Runner. Minority Report. Probably some others. I'm not hugely familiar with Philip K. Dick. Uh, Jared, are you? Yeah, dude. He's like cypunk. Or what are they, what are they called? C- cyberpunk. Oh, okay. So he's kind of like the father he's, of that? He's like the, he's the guy. Okay. Is Minority Report the one with Tom Cruise and there's like the three creatures that lay in the... Yes. Okay, yeah, that is a good movie. Did you guys have a chance to read the uh, the short story? We can remember it for you wholesale. I sent you the link. I had plenty of chances to read it. Yes. I took none of them. <laughs> okay. Dude, as soon as you, I saw it was 19 pages, I'm like, I can't read this on my phone. Thank you. Same. I was like, I can't. 19 pages is too many to read on my phone, and I don't feel like wasting my ink either on my printer. You disgust me. Both of you. Mm-hmm. I read it on my phone. I held it uh, landscape style, and it was uh, fine. 
You should have, you know what you should have done was recorded yourself reading it and sent <laughs> oh, Jared and I the audio version. <laughs> Too bad you didn't uh, recommend it now. Because I think I did start out reading it to um, my daughter just because not like yeah. not that she's a huge fan of Philip K. Dick at two months old, but but it doesn't matter what you read to her, just as long as she's hearing something, it's fine. So Sorry. I I wanted to read it. So, but it's uh very good. We'll um talk maybe about some of the differences. Uh, there's a big difference just at the outset uh, between this and the movie. A couple things about this movie. At the time that this movie was made, it was the second most expensive movie ever made, second to Rambo Three. Whoa, that is. Oh, shocking. by the way, Rambo Three is um how um the uh war in Afghanistan was uh won when uh Rambo teamed up with the Taliban. Now, did that surprise you to hear that this movie was the second most expensive movie ever made after having watched this? You know, do all right for the nineties. That's what the future looks like. So it looks like cheap soundstage sets with bad lighting. It's cyberpunk. Nah, nah, I don't agree. You know, I thought it looked real nice, the scenery. I'd be surprised if that was the second most expensive, but I don't know what they were doing back then. Dude, I was high, but that looked pretty good. I looked good. It looked worn out. Nothing looked polished. Oh, you know? Star Wars-ish? It, you know, it didn't look shiny, plasticky. It looked like, you know, shit's going down. What's interesting is I didn't mind, like, in the first 20 minutes when they were on Earth as much. That's funny. I feel the opposite. Here's what I would posit, though, is that it looks to me, like, very soundstagey. The cars, when they're on Mars, I mean, they just have these clunky shells on them and and the the high speed chases they're they're clearly just on sound stages it looks really i could not believe that this is like the second most expensive because when you put this up against a movie that came out 11 years earlier alien this movie looks like it was made 20 years prior to that we're not all ridley scott well putting those two side by side and comparing the 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 sets and the just the way that it looked i mean it's to say nothing about because I did think this movie was pretty fun, but I mean, come on. I'm going to have to defend it, man. Like, look, Alien, even Aliens, you know, kind of inside in this movie, it takes place in a dome. You know, it's supposed to be dystopian. So it, everything's supposed to look shit. Well, I would say that the ship in Alien is very sort of industrial and yeah. depressing and, and dreary. Uh, so I don't know, uh, you know, I I get what you're saying. And again, like, I think my problem about halfway through, I just wrote down, like, what's getting to me is the lighting. It's like harsh, almost fluorescent lighting, but that not talking about the lighting, like in the environment lighting, but just it, it's such staged lighting being done for these shots that it makes it look ugly and it makes it look cheap just like marks it was driving me a, a little bit nutty it felt like it was shot in like a kmart like that kind of lighting i always associate it with bad lighting with kmart but yeah i know it's mars but mars should even be moodier right it should have but there was no in a way no, there was don't. There was almost, but there was all in a way. There was almost like no difference in the in the lighting between Mars and Earth, except for when they're outside and it's red, which did look cool. Like the opening shot, uh, I thought looked cool when they're outside in Mars. Although even when they were doing it in some of the background with uh, the Ronnie Cox character, it looked so fake, green screened. Like it's really surprising. Second most expensive, please. 
the fuck out of here. Cyberpunk. It's supposed to look like shit. Um, what's another example of a cyberpunk movie? But, well, even Blade Runner. Blade then. Runner? Think about how good Blade Runner looks compared to this. That's, that takes place in Earth, though. Uh, but even you said you didn't like the Earthbound sets in here. In Total Recall. Yeah, because it made it look shiny, you know, because of this age. It kind of looks awful. It did look awful because it was shot in Mexico City. <laughs> well, oh, that that's an important tidbit to know. Okay. That is an important <laughs> tidbit. And uh, so many of the people came down with food poisoning during the shooting. Um, so apparently, like, those uh, subway scenes that's shot in one of their major subways there. I did bring up Alien as a comparison for the special effects and like the look of this, but it's also interesting that this was written by Ronald Shusset and Dan O'Bannon, and they first started working on this script in the 1970s, but it seemed too expensive to film, so they put it aside and worked on another space story that became 1979's Alien. So, connection there with the writing, which is surprising. Because Alien, again, is a much better movie. Even though this is fun. Not dogging on this movie entirely. I mean, come on, man. Cheap Japanese cars, you know? I mean, you got to think of the time period. Everyone has those ugly-ass cars. You're like, well, in the future... There's going to be like, you know, creepy looking dummy guys. They didn't know about Uber. Johnny Cab. And they're going to be driving shitty Mitsubishis. <laughs> the, okay, true. But uh, the, and speaking of the Johnny Cab, I enjoyed the Johnny Cab. I was very yeah. confused as to why they program this robot to have facial expressions in response to what the passenger is saying when the, the Johnny Cab robot is facing away from them. Like, who is who are these facial expressions for? The eye rolls and everything like that. The person can't see them. Hey, whoever made this movie is friends with the Muppets. Maybe there's, there's a lot of people in the cab. Maybe someone's riding shotgun. You got to admire the uh, devotion to the craft, I guess, of the programmers. Yeah, they, this is their one. This is their baby that they're putting out. They're like, I want to make this motherfucker smile. If we make it smile, it'll feel more human. People respond to it better. This could be my only great idea. But then, if they want it to, res if they want people to respond to it better, why do they give him such a shitty attitude? He's really annoying. Well, he's a cab driver. <laughs> okay, so you're not going to get any smells from him. Oh, oh well, yeah. that's that's true. God bless him for yeah. that. That's the trade-off. Another interesting fact about this is that this originally had an X rating for its violence. Now, I enjoyed the violence, that it was so gratuitous and over the top. That was one of the things before I knew that this had a, a, an X rating uh, that I did appreciate because it's just, I've never been an action movie fan and there are parts in the last act of this where it was just tedious. I'm just like, okay, let's get on with it. Like the action is dumb, but I do like the <laughs> blowing the shit out of people, especially <laughs> the uh, guy that he uses as a human shield on the escalator. <laughs> it's hilarious. Dude, I love that part. That was so unnecessary, but yes. great at the same time. <laughs> and everyone in the escalator just dying. <laughs> yes. Just I thought it was a good idea. It is a good idea, right? You gotta, you gotta defend yeah. yourself. I mean, those people are on an escalator in a subway system in Mexico City. They don't have much to live for it's true fuck them then i like the hologram part they're like yo let's use because they don't use the hologram to like the end scene they're like let's use the hologram and let's have them just shoot blindly i know like why didn't you use the hologram in the first place so we didn't have to hire some bitch and call her fat bitch in the credits fat woman fat girl whatever she was big and fat <laughs> gross yeah got her sag fee that is the chekhov's 
hologram, right? We're going to plant this here uh, in the first, uh, I don't know, is it the first or the second act of the movie? And it's going to come into play in the last act. I thought it was stupid because I could not, it seemed to be that the hologram mirrored his actions, right? Yeah. That when we discover it. So I'm not sure how he can be around the corner doing something different. And this hologram now is doing so. I didn't understand the mechanics of it. And it was like, if you didn't see that coming from a mile away and you thought, oh my gosh, I guess the movie ends with Arnold Schwarzenegger just getting blown to pieces by the bad guys. <laughs> like, then you shouldn't be watching this movie. I thought that would have been a cool ending though, too. I would have enjoyed it, of course. Not everything's too. a happy ending. Yeah. Like, why Why did he have to get the oxygen in time? Why couldn't his eyes pop the hell out of his head? He's done, but he saved the planet. But you don't get to live. Sorry, bud. Being a hero is hard work. Well, do you think this is actually a happy ending? Because do you think that that all happened? No, I think it is a dream. I was waiting for him to wake up. Is there a sequel to this movie? There is not. Apparently, there okay. was one in the works and I can't remember what they said it was going to be uh, be about, but um, I think it was going to go off of the idea that, uh, no, this actually was the reality. But I'm kind of conflicted. I, I came away from it thinking, oh, for sure, like this was this is all the dream being induced by that company, Total Recall or Recall. I don't know what the I can't remember what the name of the. Recall. It just recall? Okay. They had the little jingle. And the story, it's ambiguous too, because I came away from the story thinking, oh no, this is the reality. And then and upon reflection, you're like, no, wait a minute. So I like that it's vague though. It is kind of, but I think this movie actually posits it as this is the reality because the one thing that I think kind of ruins it as being vague is that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger as the character. And you can't picture him as just a lowly construction worker, as Dr. Edgewater says halfway through when he's convincing him to take the red pill, right? Because he totally looks out of place. The, the shot that they have, the crane shot coming in of him with the jackhammer next to these schlubs, and he's this greek god standing there it's like yeah i guess it's more plausible that he is this undercover agent yeah, so true. to me that kind of ruins it because that's the one part that was a major change from the story in the story it's supposed to be this kind of accountant it's a lowly pen pushing accountant I didn't think that they, I mean, in the synopsis of the movie and everything, it talks about how it's like this dude's living this boring ass life. So he needs a change. Like they didn't give us enough, his boring ass life. Like he wakes up and fucks his wife on a work day. Like Who's Sharon Stone. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of men that would love to wake up like that before they went to work. Yeah. After they've been married for however many years they said they were together. Doesn't seem to be in a hurry. Doesn't seem to have a really nasty commute. It's bright sun outside. You get to leisurely have your breakfast. Yeah. And, he, and you're married yeah, like, to Sharon Stone. Let him wake Stone. up to, let, instead of Sharon Stone going ahead and fucking him, let's let her stick with the being pissed off about him dreaming about some woman he doesn't know. And then let's let her start like punching him in the head and then he's a little bit more upset about his life and he wants to take a vacation to mars but he's kind of pretty good right now yeah and that's another difference between the short story as well because in the short story his wife is a nag so he oh. is constantly being beset by her and she's trying to always step on his dreams of going to mars but then it becomes she emasculates a him yeah it's not sharon stone she could look like Sharon Stone, though, unless they said she's fat girl. 
She, <laughs> in, yeah, in the, then, the then we understand. Yeah. I mean, and oh, here's another question. Like, I don't see any fucking kids running around. Why are you two not taking vacations? They should fuck in the rings of Saturn. I think it's the money. I think that's the idea that didn't really come across, but that they don't have enough money. That comes across at least in the story. Well, maybe get rid of that flat screen. Yeah. Oh, the flat screen, which... uh I was like, well, that, that's kind of interesting. They got the flat screen uh, technology right in this movie. Unfortunately, they made it four by three aspect ratio, which would kind of suck if that's all of our flat panel TVs were. We got 16 by nine. Were you watching your 16 by nine? And you're like, dude, that's your utopia. Well, yeah, it's the square versus the rectangle, you know, like the widescreen. Oh, they were squares. I yeah. didn't notice that. I noticed that it was just the whole wall was a television. The whole wall with big wooden slats in between each of the panels. <laughs> which You can't have everything. We got to keep you humble. You're just a lowly construction worker. Yeah, which again begs the question. He's got he's a lowly construction worker with this beautiful wife in this nice home with flat panel TVs that can increase to be like the entire wall or just the one screen showing uh, news conferences where they apparently do nice zooms and close-ups of the speaker. I've never seen that during a news conference before, but that was an interesting little little touch in this future reality that we get to look forward to sharon stone was the good guy she was trying to prevent him from running for governor <laughs> i think the director either did or tried really hard to have sex with sharon stone he wanted to put her in showgirls no he wanted to put her in basic instinct off of this she got the role in basic instinct off of this because he liked the way that she could play this duality of being the very nice, loving, tender wife and flip on a switch to being this crazed assassin. He said also that that's very much how she is in real life, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's which, the nicest way to say someone's bipolar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. But I thought you said that he wanted her for showgirls. Who'd you say he wanted for showgirls? Did I say Shanston? Uh Charlize Theron, Drew Barrymore, and Madonna were the names. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Sharon Stone was up for Showgirls. I don't think so. No, I, you're, when you said the three, you're right. that I do remember you saying them. I mixed her in there for some reason. Yeah. Well, just don't do it again. I still think that he wanted to. I mean, I, I still stand true with what I'm saying. Uh, Which Sharon Stone, she could have been. She probably wouldn't have been the dancer. Although, actually, I take that back because... She no, I mean, did. I think he wanted to have sex with her, not have her for showgirls. Oh, oh, perhaps, perhaps. I don't know. You're casting a lot of judgment about Paul Verhoeven, who's yeah. one of our prized directors in this country. I'm judging away, baby. Masterpiece showgirls. I, I was about to say that I don't think she could have done the dancing, but I don't think that's actually true because she did her stunts, the martial arts in this movie, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was apparently uh, impressed, and she was given an honorary... Uh, admission to the American Stunt Women's Federation or something like that. Because I guess they liked her. She seems like a cool lady. Yeah. On her good days. Even if she's maybe a little out there. She is on Bumble, Jared. Oh, she is? Yes. She apparently recently got taken off of Bumble because somebody uh, reported it as a fake account. And then she had to say, nope, that is me. So you're in the oh, LA area. She's, she's looking. Oh, get her, Jar. Yeah. <laughs> I did not realize that it was Sharon Stone until he comes back and she's doing her little workout. So in the opening scene, I totally didn't process that that was Sharon Stone. She looks great in here. Yeah, she was great too. 
<laughs> speaking of that opening scene, I do just love this whole idea, which lends itself again to the fact that this the reality is that he is the undercover agent and everything that happens in the later half is the reality because we just open on, you know, just an average guy laying in bed looking like this Greek god. All the, he's just it's just like so fucking ridiculous that this is It is kind of ridiculous him being the average guy. I don't know though. Guys from New Jersey like to take steroids. So some of them could be going to a construction job laying in a bed kind of looking like that. And that is the one thing. I guess they had to change it from an accountant <laughs> because yeah. why would he look like this? So, okay, so he works construction. Maybe that's why he has all these muscles. But then he's right there next to a guy who is drinking a 12-pack a night. So then it throws it all again into into question. That guy probably is married to someone who actually does look like Carla from Cheers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. I'll give you that. Maybe he only drinks like liquor. That You're exactly right. He does do that. He's obsessed with the way he looks. That's where the real pain comes from because his vanity is just so overbearing that it's hindered him. And he thinks going to Mars is going to save it. And it makes sense that he would need to escape to Mars to escape this vanity because it's filled with all these amorphous freaks. Yeah. Hey, man, the three tits, though, you know, he missed out on that. The three-titted woman. Now, I had heard about this over the years. So without having seen this movie... You know, you kind of have a somewhat of awareness. And the only thing that I knew that was going to come up was the woman with three tits. And when I saw it, when it came, when it appeared, I was actually surprised. I thought it was going to be more like alien looking and it wasn't so alien looking. It actually looked pretty nice. I had no idea that we had that in store for us. Really? So I was I was taken aback. <laughs> wow. You never heard of that? No. Oh. Is she? That's not really her tits. I think it is. There's really a woman that has three tits. Yeah. Stop. No. She's uh, interbred with a sow. Get the fuck out. Oh, that's a prosthetic. Yeah, <laughs> it has on, to Yeah, be. come on, guys. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Although, with yes and you? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just like, wouldn't have thought that that would be a, a, a any consideration that it, would, that it was real. Although, to be fair, you know, a lot of us do start out as twins in the womb and you can find vestigial parts of your consumed twin in places. So like people can find like fingernails and stuff growing in odd places. Oh, DB, that is rude. And I think you're going to bring up our George Washington of Mars. <laughs> Speaking of vestigial twins. Right. Yes. Our uh, Kuatu. See, the the thing that's kind of disappointing, about, again, about the, the lighting in this movie just really sucks because that special effect with the, the prosthetic baby coming out of his stomach was cool looking. It was really fun. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how this life form's voice was he all of a sudden talks in a really soothing voice which i thought was great you know it's not like you know it's just yeah. a really soothing professorial sort of they should have given him a british accent though <laughs> smoking a pipe yeah i would have been down for the british accent absolutely i thought it looked they wanted cool. frank oz and then frank oz is like i got a muppet movie yeah i loved kuatu I really liked the midge. Uh, oh, the, the the dwarf in the in the bar. Yeah, I liked yeah. her. Liked her a lot too. And I liked the dude that had the half like crazy face. Yes, 
who is kind of part of the rebellion, right? Yeah, he's yeah. the one that's like, you got a lot of nerve showing your face in here. <laughs> and it's like, look who's talking. <laughs> those were those were fun lines. You ugly. Yeah, all that stuff when he first gets to Mars beyond the stupid thing at customs which made no sense like did we ever get an explanation for why he had to dress up as a woman and then couldn't answer a question so the face starts peeling off like and then he has it's a bomb it made no sense it was so stupid it was, you know what i think yeah. it is i think it's because it's 1990 and they're like somebody was getting high watching music videos and you're like you know it'd be cool for uh you know arnold takes off his face and then it's a woman and then the face starts talking. Oh, I think it's exactly what it is in the sense that I think they just had this special effect. How can they get it in here? It's, it looked fun. It looked cool. It would have been nicer if it had somehow fit into the plot more seamlessly because it did feel like that whole thing you could have just pulled out and the movie would have made total sense without that. It made less sense with it in. But I, I agree. I think it's just that they, well, we can do this really cool special effect. Let's just do it here. That scene had me worried for the movie. Yeah, that's the part where I turned. I wrote, oh, th- I was actually into it up until this point, And now I'm just kind of like, this is dumb. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to be able. This movie's two hours long. This is going to be a long one if this is how we're already starting out. <laughs> but then it picked up again, like with the stuff that you were just uh, mentioning. We, I, I didn't mean to digress to that. But um, when he goes now into this city and it's this, right, uh, Jared, the cyberpunk world and this bar that's a brothel. Uh, I love this stuff. Now I'm, I was like right back in it. Yeah, with the, the dwarf, the woman with the three boobs, the guy with the, the mutant face. Oh, and then the the psychic woman with her child. I the mutant child. That. Love that. It was so great. They're buying the cheap air. That woman's face, I was like having a hard time because I'm like, oh, I have to focus on one side of her face because I can't look at it together. It's too much for me to take in. Oh, really? I love that stuff. That- Not the child, but the woman. It was like just so different between the two sides. Oh, you can look at a mutant child all day long. No problem. I looked at the mutant man too. Okay. (laughs) His face, it kind of like all bled together where hers was just kind of like one side of her face was like there was nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah. And then she turned and she's got this crazy droopy eye. Yeah. It was so good. Shit, girl. You better grow some hair over that mother. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you got to grow some bangs. You profile, girl. You got a nice profile. You need to rock that. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I think at some point, talking about these psychics, we should call a psychic. Um, oh, no, we won't be able to get the good sound. Never mind. If I had the uh, fourth computer, we could. Yeah, but then we'd have to call the psychic and be like, here, we need you to get a Yeti mic. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, I think we could forgive that. <laughs> yeah, here's what we need you to do. This is, it's for a bit. Speak closer to the mic. <laughs> Just stop rattling it. Bitch, stop tapping the mic while you're talking. <laughs> I can't use any of that. <laughs> Get a little closer. I know. Repeat it again. Where are you right now? <laughs> In my, is, are your windows open? Because I swear to God, <laughs> there's a. But to in my defense, Jared was telling me that he's <laughs> was doing another podcast with uh, somebody else in the last few weeks, and they were telling him the same fucking thing. Stop rattling <laughs> the goddamn mic. Really, Jared? Well, no. I mean, I I, I was moving my body. He told me not to eat. <laughs> Yes. Oh, my God. Were you eating on mic? That is the worst. 
I will I will jump through this <laughs> Skype call and strangle you for eating. Oh my god, I hate that. Uh, you yeah, can't yeah. eat on the mic, dude. Oh, can we uh, backtrack a, a little bit to talk about just this whole recall place? Because we didn't get to talk about my favorite character, the receptionist who's doing the... So speaking of bad special effects in this movie, there's some great special effects. Yeah. They're just the simple one where we just cut to the hand and... I love it. Just That's changing great. the nail color. I was like... And that was still in the first like half hour of this movie where I'm like, oh my God, I into this. This is cool. This is great. And then this whole recall place with um, where they're getting him ready. Okay, so he's bought the the package and they're getting him ready to go under. And I love the back and forth where he's mildly sedated and they're asking him what his sexual preferences are. And then they're scrolling through and finding the woman. That was great. That's that's I I, I like that. What type of woman? Sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Sleazy, but wholesome and then they you know they scroll through the the different uh images there's a panel of six women and five of them are white and then there's a black one in the lower right hand corner but they dismiss they dispense with her right away <laughs> it's like okay he's like obviously you wouldn't want her so what do you want a blonde yeah. a brunette or a redhead yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> we just got to put her in there because we got in a little bit of trouble they came after us they said it's discriminatory but you're a, a lowly construction worker who's white <laughs> and takes steroids so we are already under the impression that you're going to stick with what you know so which one do you want i do enjoy the fun of this being you know he's gonna choose definitely a brunette even though his wife is blonde right so it's, it's yeah. not when he's married to and um they show her, and this kind of suggests, okay, if you want to say that this is all the dream, which I think it more realistically should be, the stuff on Mars, because the image that they show is the actress who plays Melina. Yeah, this would have been a great role for Gina Gershon. Yeah. I thought that Gina Gershon, actually, I had to look it up, I thought she might be the three-breasted woman. Like It was after the second time we see her when she gets unfortunately blown <laughs> blown away which i do like that they're willing yeah. to just totally slaughter uh, you know characters that you're prone to like um i was like oh is that gina gershon holy shit it unfortunately wasn't but i i would uh, agree with 100 make gina gershon melina that would be awesome and then i think you have a better opponent for sharon stone than this girl you're getting at something it sounds like we agree on is that this actress who plays melina not terribly good no, and I'm not of the mindset that she's a troll, though, either. I mean, she's attractive, and she's of that time period. She She's a victim of the early 90s, late 80s yeah, hairspray exactly. curse. Exactly. Yeah. The hair did her no favors. So if we yeah. are talking about a different hairstyle, her face wasn't like... She didn't look like a mutant. You knew that she was a regular person. I guess, in the right light. But she's no Gina Gershon. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. Yes. And yeah. it is kind of weird to have this character, Quaid, dreaming of her when he is laying in bed next to Sharon Stone. Doesn't quite compute, but... um. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little too superficial, but I just maybe feel like it's not a dream then. No, but I think that you're right about it's it's all about being superficial. He's the one who's saying he wants this, that like, what kind do you want? What color hair? Like it all is. And she's yeah, she's definitely not on Sharon Stone's level. Right. I mean, like, come on. Few people are. 
because she is great. I mean, what do we want to say about this plot? I mean, I did love the fact that it just keeps turning you around and around and around. It was very imaginative. Like every sort of few minutes, there's like another twist that just makes this like a really fun ride. It did feel like a yeah. roller coaster ride, at least until the end when it just gets to be like these dumb action scenes. But, um, you know, even down to the point where it kind of been through a lot and then all of a sudden this cabbie that he's oh, been with heartbreak takes his hand off and has this mutant hand and you're like whoa that's a really fun twist did not see that coming i liked when we found out he was a mutant i was pissed when he was a bad guy because he was one of my favorites really i he thought was he was going to end up getting clipped i couldn't stand him Oh, I liked him. I was annoyed. I had five kids. Yeah. I was annoyed with all of the over-the-top histrionics. That was, I found it really annoying. And my understanding- I liked him better than Johnny. Well, at least uh, Johnny we get to see get blown up because apparently they fuel those cab cars with C4, which doesn't seem like a bright <laughs> idea. Yeah, let's make the driver something really dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes it more fun. Kind of gives a little bit of an edge future that's what they do they put c4 as an alternative uh, resource ah, an alternative fuel there you go i can yeah. see these self-driving cars up here now i didn't realize that they were laced with c4 i'll ease up on the tailgate and... yeah that's what uber doesn't tell you when they gentrify your neighborhood good luck and a couple of those teslas did burst into flames early on Let's not forget. Oh, Elon Musk would use C4. Well, and they're self-driving, right? A Tesla will self-drive, some of them? Somewhat, yeah, on the highway. And then they will self-drive themselves right into the side of a semi-tractor trailer and kill I the I will self-drive off this cliff. Yeah. I'm going to be Thelma. You're going to be Louise. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like, I have a stick shift and I enjoy driving. Hey, there you go. Stick shift what? Oh, I have a Honda Accord. Whoa, Ooh. a Honda Accord stick shift. What year? 2017. Whoa, that's a nice car. It is nice, but I had a 2002 Nissan Maxima that was a six-speed that was so fast. For city driving, it was like as soon as a light turned green, I was like, see you suckers. Nice, and that was a stick shift too? Yeah, and my Honda is... See, I didn't know the difference between four and six cylinder. I recognized they were two different numbers and that one was higher than the other. <laughs> right. But in practice, I didn't actually know what that meant. And now I do because I have a four cylinder as opposed to when I had a six cylinder. But I believe your four cylinder is a turbo. They're usually, they've been cutting down the cylinders, but adding turbo to help with gas mileage. But it's still not where my Nissan was. I see. Whoa, that's that's unfortunate. Although I do know that the the Maximas, okay, they're better than the Altimas, at least. The Nissan Altimas, like, ugh, please. You know, recently I have noticed, I've been on uh, social media more often in this quarantine. Mm-hmm. And there's this like derogatory thing against people who drive Altimas, like this correlation of a woman who drives an Altima is a slut. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I wish I'd known I that when I was single. Could have kept my eye out. <laughs> I'm like, thank God I had a Maxima. <laughs> Still undercover. Right. I was going to say, it just covers up the, the sluttiness. I get it. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just, you know, when you're shopping for your daughter's car, keep that in mind. Oh, oh, she will not be driving a Nissan. 
just in general, she won't be driving. In general, yeah. How come? Mitsubishi. Uh, Nissans are not that not that great. I mean, you made the right decision to go to a Honda. Fuck that noise. Nissan's where it's at. What? Mm-hmm. What are you going to get a stick shift Versa next? Ew. No. <laughs> Did you ever see what those look like? Uh, yeah. I've driven one. They're rental cars. <laughs> oh, fuck. Is that what you have? <laughs> Is that what I have? No. I got a Mini First Cooper. First of all, what do you drive? He, he drives a Mini Cooper. Mini it's Cooper. like a white Mini Cooper. It's fucking awesome. I am really glad that I know this. So. I don't put my foot in my mouth at any point. <laughs> no, go ahead, because because I I always have the, the people shit on the Mini Coopers all the time, and I'm like, oh please, it's a Mini BMW is is what it is, and they're they're a little more fun to drive, they're like a go kart. Oh my god, I love my car. And you're six three, and you can fit in there. <laughs> oh, I wish I was six three. I'm six foot, but yeah, oh, yeah there's plenty of space. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with me. I had to look up at you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you who can't fit in the Mini Cooper Who's that? is Fat Woman. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, poor woman. Wait, I'm <laughs> Arnold will get in there because Arnold, you know, he exercises, he works out, so he's still got some flexibility about himself. But you know Fat Woman is not doing any of that. She can't touch her toes. I'd be surprised if she could touch her knees. Honestly, she's not getting in the coop. God, that's just an awful thing to do. Give her a fucking name for God's sakes. This woman... What about like yellow jacket woman? Yeah, <laughs> yes, because yeah. that's how I remember her too. She's wearing a yellow, yellow jacket. Yellow jacket woman. Looks great. Six foot six woman. There you go. Be descriptive of the height. They were like, nah, sorry, we're all about the girth. <laughs> we all, <laughs> we made our determination. We're measuring one direction, the x-axis, not the y. We, we like how it sounds, fat lady. It's Ooh, funny. It rolls. Speaking of x and y axes, uh, when he's in Recall Corporation and this guy, this sort of salesman guy that he's talking to to discuss the prospect of purchasing one of these journeys, he tells him that it's really safe. It's safer than physical travel. And he puts up on the screen this chart that shows Recall is a flat line in terms of whatever the unit of measure is, safety. And then Shuttle is just has this logarithmic arc sloping up somewhat indicating that apparently shuttles have become super dangerous they're exploding all the time we have no idea like i want to know the story behind that like there's no unit of measure anywhere but he just throws it up to explain like oh okay this will convince you right look at this slope on this graph but he also references that there's untrustworthy cab drivers and it's like well you just get a johnny cab i mean fuck everybody trusts johnny oh he did say that i didn't i didn't catch that about that was when he says about um, that it's safer. He gives three reasons why, and that's the third reason. I see you have a real ear for any disparaging comments about cab drivers. It's just, it touches a nerve. It sings to my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I wish these people knew how the fuck to drive. Ah, now we cut to the core of it. That's it. There it is. All There's right. a source. I had to tell an Uber driver off one time because he was trying to show my uncle pictures of some girl that he met. What? Online. Yeah. No, this is for real. This was like two o'clock in the morning. My family was visiting. My grandmother's in the car too. So maybe it wasn't two, but it was like probably like midnight. We were out boozing. So my grandma, my aunt, uncle, myself, and my sister are in this 
Chevy Tahoe. And the dude is trying to show my uncle pictures to some woman that he met online. Okay. And we're like, get, we're like on the highway. And I look over and I'm like, is this fucking real? I was like, yo, nobody gives a fuck about your girl. <laughs> Put your phone down and focus on what you're doing. You're driving my grandmom around right now. Pay attention. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. That's fair. I thought it was because they were like semi-nude photos or something. It was like uh, from oh, no, Borat, you know, where he's showing pictures yeah. of his wife. Very nice. Give my uncle a little thrill. That's fine. I don't mind. When we got to my house, he apologized. He was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, hey, sorry I snapped at you. But I mean, we're going like 70 miles an hour and you're not paying attention to the road. Right. <laughs> Have it. Jeez. Totally understandable. You want to do your slideshow? Pull over. I'll drive us home. <laughs> What is this, a Chevy Tahoe? Automatic? Please, get the fuck out of automatic, here. Automatic, pussy. <laughs> hey, mine's an automatic. <laughs> and a Mini Cooper. His is at least a Tahoe. <laughs> My Dodge Neon before this, back in Chicago, was a stick shift, so I know how to drive stick. However, it's like, Dodge I was... Neon. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, let's not talk about that. That's okay. The... No, no, no. I want to. I'm. I'm curious. Did you have the kind of neon that had like the buggy eyes for headlights, or did you have the neon that kind of got that like more sleek body? I think it was a more sleek body because it was a later, later generation, a later line. model. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's better than the first one before they cut production of it. Yeah. What was it better? Like a 2002, I think. Four cylinder. Wow. Why you would want to get that car in a stick shift? boggles my mind i mean it's not like you're getting any extra performance out of that thing but it's the only thing you could do when driving a neon it had to be a stick shift right yeah well if the battery dies you can push it <laughs> yeah that's true right yeah you could um and but mine does have the sort of electronic stick shift thing that i do when i'm going like down to no you know you drove a stick shift. i know you no know no that clutch. does not give that satisfaction of shifting the gears well in la traffic who the fuck wants that that's that's uh, yeah. awful yeah it is it is shitty when you're sitting in traffic well this wraps up our episode of Carcast. should we uh <laughs> tell people what cars we'll be reviewing next week <laughs> What movie are we watching right now? Uh, we're oh, we're still on Total Recall. <laughs> Speaking of Recall, where it picked up again, as we said, when he's now here in amongst the mutants, and then of the scene with I think it's about like halfway through the movie when he's in a hotel room and he's visited by Doctor Edgeware or is it Edgeware or Edgewater? Doctor Elmer Fudd. Edgemar, Doctor Edgemar, and is being explained that this is all he's come into his dream reality to inform him that he's gone rogue and he needs to wake up so otherwise give him those red pills yes the red pill which is such an influence for the matrix obviously like everybody everybody yeah. knows like oh red pill blue pill these days of course well alice in wonderland too but i i enjoy this stuff where it's playing with which is the reality and which is not and then just shooting him right through the head i uh, like when he sweats and then he just shoots him in the head yeah like he doesn't even take into consideration that this guy's a fat fuck and maybe he's just sweaty <laughs> yeah <laughs> like he's like sweaty sitting down you forgot to turn on the ac in here and the guy gets killed for that it feels a little little insane but what he said again this is like the point where i'm like oh, this is definitely a dream because after he shoots him in the head now things just get really bonkers right people crash through the wall he fights now sharon stone again it. yeah 
and it, this is where I'm like, oh, this is so Inception. Have you guys seen Inception? Yeah, you know, I, I heard it's great. It is. Oh, it's it is great. Except there's a scene in a, a winter landscape or mountain. I'm sorry, winter mountain landscape toward the end. It's a little bit bit much, but no, it's a great movie. So it reminded me a lot of that. Like that, it actually lends more credence to what Doctor Edgeware was saying, which is that now things just get really bonkers. And now we do, as he said, you'll see you'll, alien artifacts and all of this, which does happen, and things just get turned up after that moment which does suggest that yeah he's being lobotomized or something back in the recall laboratories because he's totally gone crazy well here's what i don't understand he wants to make this video for himself to say hey this is how you get this stick this jam it up your nose could not watch that part that was gross why didn't he just say like we're working with this dude and here's the plan why didn't he just reveal the truth? Like, why would they set it up to have this issue at the end? This was confusing to me, and I had to do a little bit of research to understand, yeah, what was going on, because I kind of understood it, but then it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. So the reason that Quaid had to be deluded into thinking this and couldn't be told right then and there that he's working for... Uh, Cohagen. He couldn't be told that he was working on behalf of Cohagen, but that he was actually a rebel because of the psychic abilities and mind reading abilities of oh, the okay. mutants. Right. So it's all he had to be deluded and had to believe it in order to get through to Kuatu and then have him be executed. So yeah, I, I guess that's why. But it still doesn't make. A whole lot of sense why then you have Michael Ironside's character and his henchman Richter chasing and trying to kill him. He's jealous endlessly. Like, what? well, he's banging Sharon Stone's character, and he's like, "Dude, there's no way I can score her when I'm competing against like you know Hosser." Yeah, he saw their their sex, and he was like, "That looks way different than what we're doing." In a better way for him, and I don't like it. And I think his dong's bigger. Oh, it definitely is. Balls shorter, though. Balls oh, the smaller. balls shrink, but not the not the meat. Not because of Mountain Dew. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't care for Michael Ironside in this movie either. I didn't. He didn't feel menacing at all to me. It was very bad acting. I thought it was just like, oh, here comes this fucking guy again. Get him out of here. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Schwarzenegger is not a good actor either, but he's charming and fun, yeah. and he doesn't talk that much. Right. Schwarzenegger has some funny lines in here. Uh, my favorite line is when he shoots Sharon Stone in the head and then says, "Consider this a divorce." Oh yeah. yeah. The reveal that he is working for Cohagen is kind of cheesy. They pull out the video and then he Cohagen is standing right there and then he puts his arm around him and they laugh and walk off screen together. Like, why did they bother filming that? <laughs> because they were going to Eiffel Tower Melinda. <laughs> oh, is that it? Okay. Well, you know what I was thinking when I first saw that? I was like, oh, wow, this is like really putting you on your ear here because when he goes to recall, they ask him now, What's your preference? And don't lie to us because you'll have a more fun time if you tell us if you're hetero or homo. So he says hetero, oh, sure. but then you see those two walking off the camera together like that looked pretty chummy to me. <laughs> well, there's certainly a lot of homoeroticism in Predator. Yeah, that's a dick measuring contest. 
I never saw that. Listen, I want you to think about who you're talking to right now. I thought I did. The fuck would I have watched Predator? Well, uh, Jared, back me up here. Why? How could you not? It's great. It's one of the best horror movies ever. Yeah, Predator is a great movie. I mean, it's it's great for what it is. It's very fun. It's a and it's surprisingly it's pretty well done. Yeah. And speaking of that, I did like the scene where the fans just stop and we just yeah. see the silent that was a cool scene. reaction yeah of all the mutants i thought that was cool i'm like whoa what is going on here that was that was great were they sector g is that what they were called yeah i think it was sector g the venus corner yeah anything that took place there i enjoyed all of that agreed the alien artifact that was pretty dumb and then getting sucked out and watching their eyes bulge out was kind of fun. They reminded me of the puppets from the Genesis Land of Confusion video. Yeah, uh, I don't know that one, but there were moments of it where it kind of reminded me of like the Garbage Pal Kid cards. And also it was just too much back and forth with the the things are, the oxygen's almost going to be released. Oh, they're in the sand. Their eyes are bulging. Like it went on for too long, that scene. Yeah, there is no no tension either. You pretty much know that they're going to make it out. Although I would have preferred if they did die. That would be kind of interesting. But you you knew that they weren't going to. So what is all this dramatic music? And although I did, I do think that their expressions as they're suffocating for air are very much my reactions when I hear Billie Eilish. Um, does anybody have any other thoughts on Total Recall? It's surprised that feel like feels like we moved through this one pretty quickly, but um, it's a quick movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> for some of us, for others, it dragged on. Again, these action scenes at the end, where Benny, the cab driver, is coming at them with this, Dude, whatever that drill thingy. Yeah, the earth moving drill. I'm not sure if you really want to be firing bullets at this sort of thing because those things have a tendency to ricochet. And not only that, but this these drill bits are spinning. They have all kinds of odd angles. And it did look to me at a certain point like Melina started to get torn up by this. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah you saw that too? She was bleeding. Yeah, and then it gets yeah. back and then the thing's not even near her. I was like, ooh, you guys fucked up. Second most expensive movie ever made, people. That is a crime. I'm sorry. This movie- That's didn't... why they had to leave it in. They were like, no, we have no more money to spend. It stays. <laughs> yeah, I guess. They ran out of budget. Continuity. <laughs> we don't have money for that. Well, then uh, maybe we should move on to our ratings for this movie. Total Recall, 1990. You know what? I enjoyed the movie. You know, I was high. I enjoyed it. I mean, you know what? Cyberpunk. I'll let that get away with it. All right. There's a lot of retarded action. So I'll give it an A minus. Whoa, A minus. Yeah, I'm going bold. (laughs) I had fun with it. I like it. Go bold or go home. I say that this is not a movie that I would have ever watched, but um, it wasn't Dragon for me. So I was able to enjoy it, um, but not really my cup of tea. So I would say I'm going to give it a C plus. Whoa, very tough grades coming from Aaron lately. Well, listen, here's the thing. What the fuck do you want from me? Obviously, I'm going to be more inclined. If there's a movie that I'd be more inclined to, they're going to get a higher grade. But that's just, you know, that's teaching. You always play favorites. 
That's true. But I'm I'm surprised that you wouldn't have been drawn to this. My understanding is you like action movies. Am I wrong on that? No, you are right on that. And here's why I'm not drawn to it. Okay. I'm glad you brought it up. I don't find Arnold Schwarzenegger to be attractive. Oh. So for me, there's just no draw in the movie. And it's like... I don't think he's sexy. And then it's, you know, the action's cool, whatever. But I really, I like the action movie if I think the guy that's playing the action star is hot. Okay. That's fair. That makes sense. I understand it now. Like Bruce Willis in this role? Ah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Total Recall could be a different movie for me. Jason Statham, that's another one that I have... uh, well, when I when I thought about like oh Mini Coopers, but then I was like, well, Jason Statham <laughs> did drive a Mini Cooper in that Italian job, and he's got a great roundhouse kick. Mini Cooper's not so bad after all. They got Jason Statham stamp For of Jason. approval. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Mark Wahlberg in there too, which is obviously everybody's a Mark Wahlberg fan. Obviously, really. Obviously. Have you seen the happening? No. Well, that's going to be a movie that you'll enjoy it because it's got Mark Wahlberg in it through the whole thing. That is a movie we have to put on our list. (laughs) Put Jason Statham in and then focus less on the action and more on the fun sci-fi plot elements. Uh, and I think this would be great and get a fucking different cinematographer in there because this movie looked cheap and ugly and I'm surprised that it was the second. Well, they redid it, didn't they? They did redo it. And that apparently got poor reception. This one on Rotten Tomatoes is surprisingly sitting at 82%. And so the remake came out in 2012 And on Rotten Tomatoes, and again, Rotten Tomatoes isn't the be-all and end-all, but it just gives you a sense of where the critics were. It was at 31%. So this original is hailed as kind of a classic of the 90s action sci-fi genre, for sure. So A-, C+, myself? I don't know why I gave you such a hard time about a C+, because I think that I'm at... Don't you dare. Now you're going to give it a B minus. No, I was. I He's was, going to give it a B minus. I, I think it is a B minus, actually. I was thinking <laughs> that. Does it belong in the C category? Maybe, but it was so it was fun. Even though I didn't like the way that it looked, the action scenes bored me. Toward the end, they get they're a little too drawn out and they look stupid. There there's some really stupid looking um, cheap sets in here, but it was a lot of fun. It was a fun ride, and I loved all the twists and the turns. I liked the sci-fi elements that are making you question what is real and what isn't. I wish they'd done more with that, but. Uh, yeah, I guess a B minus because it's worth watching once. I would say I unfortunately bought this movie on uh, Amazon, not on a Blu-ray or anything like that. So I own it, but I'm never going to go back and watch it again. But why don't it, you just rent it? It is fun to watch. Well, I was about to do that, but because of the baby and interruptions, if it's a 24-hour rental, it's not clear if like the following night we're going to be over that rental range and then have to rent it again and by then you paid for it twice which is the cost of owning it that's the problem it's the baby okay. that's why i said get rid of the baby <laughs> i'm just baby's fucking a baby on board just put just put, put her out by the curb and, and so that we can watch total recall in peace oh my god <laughs> Which would have been so disappointing. For a, you're going to get rid of the baby for a B minus movie? That's awful. No, it's <laughs> worth it. Worth watching once. Not going to revisit it. 
And I look forward to our next movie, which is The Fifth Element, which is often paired. I'm not sure why. I think it's because they both deal with similar content in a way. I haven't seen Fifth Element since I was a child when it came out in the movie theaters, but I remember it being better. But then again, when you're six, everything's better. (laughs) Yeah, so this will be interesting revisit for you. It'll be interesting from what I see. It looks like it's going to be a much more visually appealing movie. So that'll be interesting. Mila Djokovic, too. Ooh, there's a good one. And of course, for Aaron... Bruce Willis. Yes. The only other thing that I know about this movie is that uh, people are very divided as to whether or not they like Chris Tucker in this movie. He apparently has a very in-your-face role. So we'll no find way. that Just out. like Rush Hour and Friday? Yeah, I know. He's, all, he's often very subtle actor, that guy. So we'll be back with you with our thoughts on Fifth Element. In the meantime, if you want to find out more about this show, head on over to Bandcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Bandcast. Send us emails to Bandcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.